Yeah, yeah, yeah. White house, she call me Swayze. Hey, what is white house so afraid of me? Hey, now everybody just count with me. Yeah, one, two. All my life I've been money hungry, so what you want from me? She know my ways of thinking is fuck these bitches and get this money. I've been trying to change from nothing to something. I kept running, I kept running, but then God told me that I need to stop running. I'll be higher than Superman. Watch me crack that soldier boy. Eyes bloody like the devil, but I got my halo boy. You ain't never get it out the mud in my Zayla voice. Walking, smelling like the pack. I can't help it, boy. Okay, she's trying to throw it back. Okay. Oh. 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 Okay, that was a nice little switch up. All right. All right. All right. All right. You know what they say. They say it's build the crib, so we supporting local artists. Yes, ma'am. Well, hello, hello, hello. How you guys doing today? Hi there, people. My name is Erica Mona. And my name is Damio. And this is Cross Culture. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys ready for another great episode? A wonderful episode. How you feeling this weekend? I feel good. The weather is finally decent. Thank God. Starting please, to break a little bit. Please. The fact that it's still like a little bit bright outside, and y'all know how Chicago is. Oh, yeah. You know, we're to March, you know, and we're it's finally, you know, slowly but surely spring is coming up. So it's a good day. How are you feeling? I had a stressful week, but you know what? It's the weekend. I know, right? It's the weekend. Uh, my taxes came this week, so Ooh, I was up. So for, I bet that make, make you feel good, right? Man, I was up for a day until I spent it all. <laughs> spent all already? Not like, but like it's all allocated where it needs to yeah, be. Kind of thing. Like, yeah, like you know, I paid my rent. You know, I bought a new MacBook because mine broke. Mm-hmm. I bought my niece a birthday gift. Just all type of stuff, and yeah. it's like, damn. Where did my money go? I mean, go? that's how it be. Listen, that's that's really how it is. It's like we look forward to tax season, and then it comes, and it's like it just goes that quick. Exactly. Sunrise, sunset on taxes. Anyway, so Dami, you know how we like to start. How do we like to start? We like to start with hot topics. All right, you guys. So this has been a trending conversation on social media. So we all know Neo. You know, sexy love. You know, that Neo, Miss Independent Neo. And a lot of us may not know, but before he was married to his wife, Crystal Smith, he had another wife, right? Fiance. Oh, that was his fiance? Yes, fiance. Okay. So in their relationship, right, um, they already had some kids. They have like two two kids kids together. And then they decided, you know what? We don't want any more kids. This is it for us. Mm -hmm. You know, as the tale goes... Sometimes you last, sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. And they broke up. However, her tubes were tied because they decided they didn't want any more kids in their relationship. Yep. Fast forward, we're in 2020. Uh, Neo is married to Crystal Smith, Mm -hmm. who is his wife of today. And they have three children or two children and one on the way. Yes. And social media has been up in arms about this. You know, a lot of women have been, you know, upset. Like, damn, Neo is a terrible person. This is terrible of him to continue to have children um, after his fiance sits basically barren. Yeah, it's like, because it's like, okay, even with it being a joint agreement that they had in their relationship that we don't want any more kids, but I believe it's also an individual thing as well, saying mm-hmm. that you don't want any more kids right. as to why we're doing it too, right? Right. So it's like, okay, even if y'all don't last, but moving forward and y'all date other people, 
it's like you're going to end up and have three more kids, G. Especially because I'm just even trying to think about what the conversation was when right. they made that decision, right? They're probably like, you know, we're good with two kids. This is all we need. You know, we don't want to have many kids, blah, blah, exactly. blah. And this is good for us. And also good for you individually exactly. as a parent. That's all you want to do with. Mm-hmm. But now you got five kids, Hello. you know? So it, it, it is definitely bogus, like. And, you know, of course, they said, you know, when you do um, tie your tubes, you can definitely reverse it. But it's a harder procedure yeah. compared to him um, getting a vasectomy. Snip, snip. Yeah, exactly. Compared to him doing it. So it's like, I don't know. It's sad. Like, I get it. He's married. He found a new woman. And maybe, you know, with a new woman, he's like, oh, I want to have kids with you. And, you know, she inspired him. And she he wants to share that bond with her. And because she doesn't have any kids um, besides the one yeah. that they have together, Crystal. Um, but it's just, it is bogus. It's just no way as a woman you won't feel some type of way. Yeah, at the core of it, it is selfish. Yeah. And, you know, people will say, well, he ain't forced her to have a child. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, not have a child. He didn't force her to get her tubes tied. But to me, it's like we were in that together. And I feel like, as you said, you continuing to have kids after you already stated that, you know, you were done with that part of your life. It's exactly. just a slap to the to what you made me do, to what we discussed. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, did, can't nobody force her? Didn't nobody force her? Can't no man make you do something? But I'm like, isn't that what we preach about being one household and letting your mm-hmm. man be the head and all that nonsense that we, well, I won't say nonsense, but all that stuff that we say about men, you know, kind of leading and guiding. Like, I feel like that was a family planning decision. Definitely. And she followed it, and he screwed her in the end. And then, you know, even when um, Crystal and Neo made the announcement, you know, on his page, he was like, this is the fifth and final. So it's just like, uh, so this is your final one. Are you sure this is your final, your final child that you want to have? Like, it, it should have been like, this is a second and final that you had, you know, but now this is number five and final. Like they had this baby to repair their broken marriage. Because they did almost divorce. Yeah, at the beginning of quarantine, they were getting a, a divorce. Yep, yep. I don't know. I mean, it just it just feels weird. I feel bad for her because now the fiance, she's engaged to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if, you know, just how does she feel as a woman? You know, does she still want to have more kids? Right. I'm thinking, you know, it was a joint decision. So I don't know if it was like, okay... She no. was like, whatever, I don't want to also have kids. Right, but. because this is, you know, so, but now that she's also moved forward, you know, with her lives and even just seeing him have more kids, and she's like, well, damn, I want to have more kids too, you know? And then, like, what if they're like, you know, sorry, we can't reverse this procedure because it's going to be detrimental to your health or whatever. Like, yeah, that, it's just, it's, it's, it's fucked up. I will say, I, I, I will say that that is a big decision and it is kind of foolish for you to have made that decision based off of, you know, your marriage. And I know that it's like, oh, Imagine they were not even married, though. Yeah, you know? like, basically, it just was like, ah, girl, you, you really... And y'all, like, they were still young, too. They were very young. Like, so it's like, you, you, that was a completely irrational decision to make. It was, it was. Um, so do own that. But I think it is just extra. I think what makes it worse is that he refuses to acknowledge it and refuse to, like, acknowledge it in a sense of, like, damn, that is kind of bogus. Nope. I see what y'all mean. Nope. They're like, no, fuck you. We want our kids. Yep, he's not said anything, but... It is what it is. I wish her well. I wish them well with their new child as well. Amen to them. And, you know, hopefully him and Crystal last and we'll see how that goes. And, you know, if he doesn't go out and be with another woman and have another child. Let's see. Uh, in other news, so, uh, you know, Nigeria. You know, now, I feel like now in Nigeria, the whole, it's become part of the culture where kidnapping is uh, it's a really a problematic thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Remember, like, the 300 girls that they were, I think this was 2014, where they were kidnapped and stuff yeah. by Boko Haram. Mm-hmm. So, um, this year, again, hundreds of girls were adopted from, Ni- from Nigerian school. It was a boarding school. Mm-hmm. And they were finally freed on Tuesday. Um, and this happened in the northern state of Zamfara, which this is where the last one happened to. It wasn't Zamfara, but it was also in the northern states as oh, well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I guess they said the Nigerian government denied paying ransom, so they were not clear how the release of the girls um, came about, how they were secured in this case. Um, but now they're free, so everyone is excited and happy, like, thank goodness. But also, a few months ago, actually in December, um, boys from secondary schools were also kidnapped really? as well. Yes, 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 yes. So now this is becoming a, a habit, too. You it's know, a trend, for it's sure. It's a trend, and it's obviously, you know, it, it is by all this, like, you know, herdsmen and stuff, mm-hmm. Boko Haram, um, terrorists, whatever it is that you want to call them, and... I think now the conspiracy, and I, I, I think it's beyond the conspiracy. I think the Nigerian government is definitely involved in this, you know? Yeah. For them to be able to kidnap hundreds. At once. At once. This is a very organized crime. That is very organized, you know? And then the fact that it's happened, one, you know, that happened a few years ago. They, ha- they should be some type of order of protection or guidelines or something yeah. where this should not easily happen again. Yeah. It shouldn't be that easy to abduct over 300 Girls, Girls back to back from to a back. school, like and who know and nobody notices, like what's going a- on exactly from a school. So it's like obviously the government's evolved. You know, mm-hmm. you know all this politics. You know, you know currently in Nigeria they're talking about you know Nigeria splitting into three. Mm. So you know the Hausas, the Igbos, and the Yorubas go their separate ways. Oh wow! Yeah, and those are the three main um, ethnic groups in mm. Nigeria, and. You know, now the houses, in a way, they're in charge because of who the president is. He's mm-hmm. a host. Mm-hmm. And the houses tends to be, they're more military-based, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, and I talked to some people, some older Nigerians, and they're like, they feel like that's going to be better for Nigeria. Like, we all go our separate ways mm. because us being a whole. And, you know, there's a time the Biafra War was going to happen. Right. This was, like, in the 70s. And that's me, like, the Igbos. They wanted to separate and be their own country. Their own country. Where, like, they even... Um, created their own currency and stuff yeah, but like, that was they, like they win the, the Niger war. Civil war exactly um but it's like now i mean i wouldn't want nigeria to go separate because i feel like that's what makes us beautiful like it's over 150 tribes in nigeria over right. 300 languages you know what, what i mean what happens to like uh Akwaibon, i mean you're, you're part, so i, I guess I, you know I think, you know, when you divide it, you know, to the north, we go to the north. So, you like, you know, so Aquabon, they'll fall under Igbo. Okay. You yeah, know, so because that's their more eastern yeah. stuff, you know. So, I don't know. I wouldn't want us to go separate, but at this point, it's like, if, I don't know, it's like Nigeria, in a way, is still in turmoil, and it's like things are like getting yeah, worse. The country is very stagnant, and something needs to change, and we don't know what, but something needs to. Something needs to change. Like, and, and I also feel like, um, the lack of media coverage for situations like that is appalling. Yeah. It really is appalling that, you know, what what the world decides is important world news. But at this point, it's like, they probably like, because, you know, when the first 300 girls happened, it was all over the world. Michelle yeah. Obama was talking about it. But I can't even blame me at a certain point because shit is going everywhere in every part, in every continent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's world going everywhere right now, you know? So it's like, 
Dang, like this shit's consistently happening. Y'all doing I mean, better for yourself. Because- I mean, shit, it have everybody's stuff is consistently happening. You know? Exactly, and then you know, besides this big kidnapping of three hundred girls, there's also those small kidnapping of just regular folks. Like, oh, you right. come. My you mom know? was saying that she was saying how like because she's supposed to go to Nigeria and she was like, oh, I might rethink it because there's a big trend of kidnapping people. No, for real. Yeah. There's certain roads because you know it's a lot of um um. I guess road traveling, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like traveling from um, state to state, yeah. two, three hours. But it's known there are certain roads you do not take because kidnappers are there, you know? So it's like anybody is is free game. Anybody can, yeah. can be kidnapped. That's and scary. It's, it's, it's scary. That's it's like, scary. why? Why is our country like this? And I get it where some people say they are fearful to go to Nigeria because of things like this. Because yeah. heck, you never know if you, you're going to be kidnapped. You know, they see you, you have a nice car, you driving by, or they hear you come back from America. And it's not, I don't want to put a bad, you know, idea about my country, but it's like, this is just a really... It's a serious issue. It is a serious issue. And I think that um, as we enjoy Detty December and as we enjoy Afrobeats, and, you know, it's as, far, as much as we like to enjoy trends, it's important to involve yourself in crises. Yeah. You know, so I think that... If no one else, I think it is part of our responsibility to bring Definitely. it to forefront. And poor girls. Like, I wonder what they went through if they were raped yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? Imagine being a woman trying to go to school and this is like a trend. Exactly. You know? Like, like it, it's, it's a lot. Like, you were a tool. Like, you were just, your life really does not matter at this point. If this is all for politics. This is all for government. Like, you are, like, an animal. Oh, may God help us all. Amen. All right. So, you know, livening up the beat, um, some 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 positive news. The Golden Globes happened this mm-hmm. past week, and um, as we remember, there were a lot of African American nominations, and there were a lot of African American winners. So, some of those winners are Andra Day for her portrayal as Billie Holiday in Billie Holiday versus America. I didn't see the movie, but just a little preview that I saw. Man, I've heard great. I know it's on Hulu, and mm-hmm. it's I'm like she she like she killed it. I've heard great things, and I, and you know what? I love hearing more of these um, black women stories, and especially from our entertainers, right? Because a lot of a lot of the time we hear this thing of like, oh, is it entertainers' responsibility to be socially conscious or whatever, whatever? And growing up, it was your responsibility, you know, from from Billie Holiday to as we see the Sam Cooks to you know, I guess modern day Jay Z. So it, it's amazing to hear that story from a woman mm-hmm. as well. Um, Chadwick Boseman won a lot posthumously, posthumously. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it, posthumously. Um, and the this award speech that his wife gave was so mm-hmm. touching. Touching, touching, touching. I would play it, but I don't want to cry. <laughs> um, John Boyega, I didn't even know he was in something, won um, Best Supporting Actor in Small Acts. Which ah, I've not seen that. It is a collection of fall. Five films. I have not seen it either. I had no idea where it was, what it was in. Um, oh, and let me add that Chadwick Boseman won for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama mm-hmm. for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And, yeah. you know, Andre Day w- was the Golden Globe winner for Best Actress. Mind you, she is the second African-American woman to have ever After won After Whoopi, right? Yeah, which and is that was like, like over, what, 30, 20, 30, some, some years yeah, ago? Yeah, which is like, damn, gee, how long is that going to be the narrative? Exactly. You know, Soul won for Best Animated Feature, mm-hmm. as it should, um, and Best Original Score 
Oh, that's nice. Yes. That's nice. And last but not least, Daniel Kaluuya won for Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black See, Black I didn't Messiah. know that he was considered the supporting actor. So, I did. So the other guy was the main actor. The lead. He was the lead. Lakeith. Okay, um, that makes sense. Because technically, the story is about um, Lakeith's character. Yeah, exactly. His and role. And his yes. betrayal to Fred Hampton. Got it, got it, got it. Makes sense. That makes sense. But that's good. You know, it's a nice little diversity. You yeah, know, shout to out see. to them. And it was well-deserved, too. Yes. You, you know, know, I think, I do often think, you know, especially in these minority battles, do other minorities just feel like we ain't black and we ain't black lives matter, mm-hmm. so our shit is going to forever be overlooked. But, you know, I mean, shit, I'm always rooting for everybody black. Kudos to us. And, you know, step your cookies up. Yeah, and we do have the talent. Like, we working out here, okay? Period. <clears throat> So just small, just y'all know Davido, the self-proclaimed, you know, Nigerian rock star, the Nigerian American. <laughs> I know, right? HBCU attendee, yeah, the African mega star. You know, like he's the most popular, well-known, um, you know, Nigerian star, which pop star, whatever you want to call it, which you know, arguably so, maybe you know, Davido. Um, so we know that he has about like three kids now, right? So he's been with his fiance Chioma for years and while he was with her he had two kids on her he had two daughters on her that is right but she stayed with him i guess had the on and off moments and she finally you know gave birth to a son Mm -hmm. i think last year Mm -hmm. so now there are rumors again Mm. that davido has a new baby mama okay and her name is larissa um apparently um she's um from london she's angolan born she's from angola and she's a makeup artist in London, and they, I guess, maybe they exchanged um, contact via Instagram. It was sharp. It was revealed that she had a son, and she named her son Dustin No. And Dustin No, it's Welsh origin, and it means the son of David. Who? <laughs> hmm. So, so far, she's not denied it, because this is all over the tabloids, right? She's not denied it to say, no, it's not true. It's not by Davido. And Davido has not said anything yet. You know, Chama, she, she hasn't said anything yet. I feel like she's made her like a little like shady, like mm. sub tweets. Like, you know, I'm just focused on my business. Da, 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 da. Mm. People going to talk. But she's like, if this is the case, do, mm. do you think she should still stay with him? Chama? Yeah. Because at this point, I feel like this is, at I this mean, point, this is her business deal, G. She yeah, getting business her, deals upon business deals. Her being with DeVito is the business. Because, I mean, yeah. is she still a chef? Yeah, she got a cooking show, a chef show. So, so I don't know. Maybe I mean, I wouldn't. Because I don't, like, you know, that's my hard straw on cheating. Yeah. When you have children yeah. on me, a child on me, yeah. it's like, damn, you was that careless. So yeah. I would hope that she musters up the energy and the courage to leave. It's just uh, amazing the irresponsibility of rich young men. It's like, y'all, that shit tacky to me. Y'all how old with how many kids? That shit disgusting a Exactly. And it's like, it's not like, and then you having kids with women from different parts of the world. Like, G. yeah. Like, two of his baby mamas are in Nigeria. One is London. Um, Chama is with him. It's like, yeah. you you know, yes, you'll be, you'll be able to provide and buy them the latest Gucci. That's all fine and dandy, and they'll probably go to the most expensive schools. But would you really be able to be an active dad? You may be able to see them once in a while, maybe for a holiday. Do those kids know they have siblings? Will they grow up one day and they just be like, oh, yeah, you're DeVito's kid, too? Yeah. And even the way they have these kids is such an... uh, 
a, a scandalous way yes. too. You know, so it's like it kind of follows the story of the child too. Like yeah. you know, you were born in this scandalous like, Instagram caption type of moment. You like, were the product of a scandal. Yeah. You know, like you were the moment. You were his jump off that he came in, and that's just terrible. It's like y'all really having this much unprotected sex like this. You, they are men and with like, random like, people. These men really maybe they'll do a rapid STD test. Yeah, if they feel. And you know, these ladies too, they know what they're doing. Um, as you said, this is their meal tickets. It's a you business. Know? It they, really is a business. Like even like besides even just getting um, you know, child support and stuff, but just even they're having their name on social media alone, that's a plug in. Okay. Okay. Because from there they be like, Oh, I got this, you know, makeup line, buy my stuff. I got this wig line, buy my that's stuff. That's how you, you know? get advertisement. That's like it. people follow your hashtag, people follow this, all type of stuff. Free promotion. Uh, hopefully our young men, our young black men, please do better. You know what's funny? This is a great segue for coming to America. Mm. Because the plot of that story was basically Prince Hakeem's illegitimate child. Oh, really? Yes. Was it good? No. Really? No, it wasn't good. I mean, I kind of knew that it was going to be, like, with the little previews I saw, it seemed like a little bit extra corny, but was, I, I hope that it was, it was at least going to be, ent- it was entertaining. No. Really? No, look, look, look. This is what it was. It was nostalgic. I can uh, give it that. It was it was a lazy and cheap attempt at a sequel. It was not good at all as like a movie, like if you're watching a movie. But it was cute to see all the original cast because mm-hmm. it literally was from 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 Garcelle literally just dropping yeah. them damn flowers. Uh-huh. It was cute because it's like you know it's Garcelle, right? You know, right, like right, you right. know what she ended up becoming. Yeah. From that, so that is the cuteness of the movie. Was it on Hulu? Yeah, uh, no, Amazon. Amazon, okay. But um, it, you know what? And I will say this as a, as an African, I'm getting tired of the tropes. Okay, I, I, meaning now, and I will say this: I know that coming to America was originally like a spoof on African stuff, mm-hmm. but I do think that like. Some like you know coming to America as an African spoof in 1980 or 1990 is different than coming to America as an African spoof in two, two, 2021. Yeah, and I don't like that you know like something that was small but annoying is like I wish that y'all would have actually found African names to name these characters instead of just coming up with random syllables like Tiana Taylor's character her her character's name was Boboto or some shit like that. I mean, but that sounds like a Zimbabwe name. No, but it's like you can almost tell that it's not. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like South African like name. Like, it kind of, but you can tell that it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can hear how it could be, but it's like it's not. You know you that. You think so? Because I, I feel don't like, think you know, it is. I feel like, you know, we're also no, I'm so not look, familiar I'm with I'm not looking for the Adebumi or okay. nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that it's like. And that's part of the problem of creating all of these fictional African places instead of just. Yeah. Finding, picking an African place yeah. and working on it. Yeah. Because it's like, there is a demographic of people that this is their exposure to African culture. Very and true. what you are like perpetuating is, is like an extreme caricature. And it is sometimes disappointing to see that exist that to that extremity in black mm. culture because we wouldn't stand for that type of caricature to be done in any other culture of it's, black it's not culture. not even done in any other culture. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, we wouldn't stand for like, we, we would call that fucking blackface or some shit. You know, we would mm-hmm. call it minstrelsy if we saw that level of 
caricature in, in a, a movie regarding black culture, yeah. right? Like, if we were to watch a Nollywood movie and see them, like, in the hood and they shooting it, that people would be offended. They would say, uh -huh. oh, this is a insulting depiction of what is a, a, a black American culture. Uh -huh. And that's how I'm starting to feel, seeing depictions of Africanness in in movies, mm. especially these comedies. It's just kind of like... It just gets old. It, it, it gets old. It really does. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't mind even poking fun at African shit, but like even update the jokes. Like some of these jokes are just archaic and they don't work anymore. Yeah. The same way that we don't talk about certain Me Too shit. We don't talk about certain LGBT jokes anymore. I feel like that's the same thing. Like some of these African jokes are outdated and, and they're borderline just overly offensive. That's a good point that you actually yeah. made. Okay. I'm surprised that... I'm surprised that was entertaining. I was hoping because with the previews and everything, I've just seen was Wesley sniping it too. Yeah, Wesley Snipes got his. I don't know. We're just seeing uh, the different people, and I'm like, okay, this is not supposed to be. It just seemed like a parody type of thing, right? It, that's exactly. It seemed like a satire of coming. To yeah, America. right, right. That's what it was. But fun fact, they said the movie was shot at um, Rick, Rick Ross' house, mm -hmm. like the everything, and he actually has like the largest pool in Atlanta, in it, Georgia. Like, he has I'll a say big this: house. if that really is Rick Ross' house, why yeah, does like, your house look like that? It's just like a, it's too big. It's just so weird. It's like this like is you really how your house? house looks. Like like a museum or something. Yeah, like this is really how you decided to make your home look. It almost lets me know that you don't stay in your home a lot. Of course, of course. Um, what other show is going on? So, you know, they did drop the previews of the Space Jam movie. I saw LeBron. that with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. actually looked good. It looked cute. Yeah. Is this the new form of animation? Is that how cartoons just going to look now from now Girl, on? Girl, you know, it's been a while since they've changed how animation looks. This look. clay yeah, 3D. Even from, like, Cartoon Network to Nickelodeon to Disney Channel. Yeah. Like, the new cartoon the animation, new animation, I do not like it. That should be looking like too gamer for me. That like Coco like, Melon type. Mm, I don't like it at all. I'm like, uh-uh. Like I'm looking for Family Guy animation, Archer animation. Like yeah, like make it look regular, or something. I like even know. if it's updated, it's too 3D for me. It is. It looks weird. But oh, go ahead. Do, go ahead. Do, do you want to talk about the Lauren London? Oh, Michael B. Jordan movie. Uh huh. Yeah, you remember when we said Lauren London was pregnant? It was for a movie, y'all. So that's for real, for real. Yeah, they're coming out with a movie. Um, they haven't. It's called Without Remorse. Um, and, and, you know, it's Lauren London and Michael B. Jordan as the female and male lead. I don't be impressed with her, with her, I'm not I just, really impressed with her acting per se. Yeah, I'm so not impressed. Good. So we'll see. This is my last chance to give Lauren London before <laughs> I write her off as just light skin. Oh, wow. Talking about light skin. Are you serious? No, like seriously, you know, it's like, it's just like that she just provides that aesthetic in the movie at this point. Oh, You Jesus. know, it's just like a beautiful... To be Fair a, woman, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, damn, Lauren, I had hope for you. <sighs> okay, um, so Mr. Potato Head. So now they announced him to be what gender neutral. So Mr. Pot Potato Head is from the Toy Story. Yes, right. And I remember as a kid, like I think I had one. I think I had one toy that was Mr. Potato Head. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we all knew that it was a Mr. Potato Head because he even has a Mrs. Potato Head. Right. You even see them in the latest commercial with the potato commercials, like husband and wife. So, you know, of course, people in social media are talking back and forth, like, was this worth it? Like, why now? Mr. Potato Head is damn near 30, 40 years old. Yeah, it's just You know, like, even, like, kids nowadays, they don't watch Toy Story. I know, like, the Toy Story 4 came out maybe three, four years ago. But that's, I feel like it's mainly for us, our age, and also older, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, for what reason 
was Mr. Potato Head now? Why didn't just create another another plant, another uh, produce, and make a gender? I feel like they not respecting Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head pronouns. They not. They not respecting their relationship. They are not respecting their pronouns because he's because he want to be a Mister and she want to be a Mrs. And we don't know because they're actual fucking potatoes. We don't know if he's a trans mister or missus yeah. or trans. We don't know that detail. But again, but I feel like it wasn't. He's not even actually that deep though. It's it, actually it, it was relevant. actually literally a mister and missus, a man it, and a woman. It's very much not right. Not, it's not. Relevant. It's not that deep. And it's like we understand. Like now we're in society where you know there are different um, gender, gender, sexuality, pronouns, and all of that, and that's that's fine. You want to put it out there and out, and out, you know, up front. But it's just. I'm be it's real. It's becoming too forceful I, in a I, sense. I, I, I'm be honest. And it's Don't done in a necessary way, too. It, it's starting to be like low key when it all boiled down to the shit. Motherfuckers is either choosing more masculine shit or more feminine shit. Not even to be like whatever. I'm not trying to dismiss however people identify or whatever. But ultimately, what you know, the identification is like either I, I subscribe to what are these, you know, norms yeah. or I don't, or we've now done it a la carte where it's like I like cars and I like ballet or whatever and it's not whatever. So it's just like, gee, at the end of the day, that's their pronouns. It, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They're potatoes. They don't do anything. They're not pushing any joint gender norm conformities. It's nothing. So it's like, to, it is becoming like a... It's like, who is this for? Who what is, is this a, for? What is the message? It is, it, it is almost like when any any other thing is getting a spotlight, it's almost like, damn, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got something yeah. too. And it's just like, bro. It's like, I mean, I don't even want to compare it to race because, you know... Um, but it's like saying, okay, now it's going to be a black Mr. Potato Head. Is that necessary? For who? And, and I think you know that what I mean? the conversation around sexuality um, and gender that's like, this. the fact of the matter is, and I'm not saying that it's not an important thing. It's just the fact of the matter is like, that's a inti- it's a very intimate thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like your sexuality, your sexual preference. To me, it's intimate. It's like, that's who you sleep with or that's what you're attracted to. So I feel like it's only relevant to those people who it's relevant to. If we want to teach tolerance to kids, I think there are other ways to try to teach tolerance to kids. Because at this point, you're just exposing them to the nature of something, but you're not teaching them that despite whatever, whatever something is, that you should accept it. Yeah. And I think that that's that's where we're missing the mark as a society now, Mm -hmm. where it's like exposure does not mean tolerance. White That's, people see black people all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're exactly. used to it. They see you in the... But that don't mean that I've accepted you as yeah, black. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like let's change the marketing at this point. Yeah, like, and, and, and I feel like the, the use of already old or established... Um, what, what, yeah, what is the like word? letting us know that Bert you know, and Ernie are, or whatever. are homosexuals. Exactly. Like... It's like, who is this for? The kids or us? Exactly. It's any. I, I guess maybe it is for us, but it's like, who think about Mr. Potato Head? Exactly. Like, like, and it's like it's Mr. Potato. I feel like they should have just created a new entity, a new character, you know, and be like, oh, this is a gender neutral, and explain what that is. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm gonna just also say it. I feel like stop trying to make your sexuality a personality trait. Like that's what it's becoming. But I to think me. that's the thing, though, with you know, with the whole gender thing, it's not about the sexuality. It's like it's but, not what, about their no, sexual preference. Like, it's about gen- what they identify. What they identify as, right? right? But it's like, how is that applicable to a toy? 
You know what I mean? Like because I, you know, with toys, that's how you know, that's how there are Barbies and there are Kens and there are soldiers and this, this, you know. So and, you know, and, it's a Barbie, and, it's a girl, and they are that. Yeah. So it's like, as you said, you should have just either you. So, like, because with gender, I feel like gender is like a, gender is a social construct. It's like how you mm-hmm. subscribe to social norms or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, what is the you know, Mr. Potato Head already was that because you literally build every aspect of him. Like if I did not decide that Mr. Potato Head being a man made him have a mustache, that was already to me breaking the gender conformity. He got a wife. I don't know. I just, yeah, it's just like, damn, you know, like, I, I don't know. It just, it became way too complicated, and I feel like some of this shit is way too complicated for kids to even conceptualize. understand, yes. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not a person, it's not a thing that they have to face head on. And I feel like, so in a way, it's done to, um, I don't want to say almost cancel or just almost, you know, the, like, sexuality of being straight or just identifying as you know, biologically as a male and as a woman. Now, in a way, it's like they're trying to make that not relevant and be like, well, y'all had your moment. <laughs> or almost, you know what I mean? And like that, the minority, right? right? And I think that that's something that, like, I'm not saying that, that trans and, and, and asexual and bisexual people don't exist, but they are the majority, and they really are trying to perpetuate it. Like, majority of people in the world are sexually fluid and mm-hmm. are on this spectrum and are, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is the norm. And I, I'm not saying that we should hide it or yeah. whatever, but it's like the way that it is sprinkled and added in so many it's sectors of our life, yeah. it's like the actuality of it is like it is not that common. And you know, to, to, to be exposed to it again, to see it is not to whatever, but it's like, it's becoming ingenuine in the spaces and what it is. That's exactly. It's like, you know, you watch a show and you like, they sprinkled this gay shit in here. This had nothing, like this would not have been <laughs> in the storyline. shows and it's like, okay, what, what, what did we gain from this? Exactly. What, 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 what did this, you know, if it's going to be part of the storyline, make it the storyline, you know, let, exactly. let, let it be there. And we know that it's there and there's a message or there's a reason behind it or like there's some good tea behind it exactly you know um i think i'll just say you know i've always said it like you know the concept of gender sexuality um you know it's still some things i just really don't understand about it you know um but do i judge no i accept everyone because everyone has the right to live their life i am not god you never has the right to live their life they want to live their life um i don't think that people should be killed you know or sentenced to jail or whatever because of the sexuality or whatever gender that they want to represent um, so it's just some, I, I, I think I've accept, accepted that certain things that I would just not understand or get, you know, but Hey, but Mr. Potato Head, come on now. Yes. My last comment though, is just like, I feel like the, the, I've always felt that it was introduced. Um, even when it gets introduced in a cinematic space, I've always felt that it was introduced wrongly that a lot of the time when we see LGBTQIA characters, we see them in a hypersexualized Always. manner. And I think that that almost takes away from the normalizing of these, these, these different um, identities in our spaces. Yeah. Because it's like all my, my, my gay or whatever friends are not like sexual phenoms. And like you in the same I mean? way, they also do say that, you know, they don't want that stereotype, you exactly. know, that just because I'm gay and I'm not this hypersexual, I'm not a sexual gay, deviant. Yeah. yeah. Or me being gay is not the face of AIDS. You know what I mean? Exactly. Cause that was what it was, you exactly. know? Exactly. Um, so it, 
as you said in every show, when it's sprinkled in, it's the sex part. It's the sex scene. It's That's not, how it's, we're introduced. It's to not it. even like the genuine connection, right? It's not Thank the genuine you. connection or attraction of like oh, a human to human, right? Connection. Of how like you know, yes. love wins, love matters. It's nothing yes. about gender, sex, you know, whatever. But it is a, a hot. It's, it's sexual. Scene. You're you're putting, and I think that that's like we're getting those things. Like society is reacting to the sex that we're seeing yep. on TV, not necessarily the 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 relationship we're seeing. If we focus more on like that genuine bond of yeah. people, I think it could be so much more relatable and accepted. I, yes, totally, totally. All right, let's go to our next segment. You guys know what time it is. We got to talk about these goofy people. <laughs> An Alodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Alodo Rabata, woo! Goof ass. So, Alodos, we have Alodos, okay, of the week. There are Mississippi. In Texas, so they're officially lifting the COVID restrictions, the COVID bans, everything. It is being lifted. They're saying the mask required signs are coming down. Um, you know, all businesses are starting back a hundred percent, and it's like, how? How? If you wanted to kill the black people, just say that. Ooh. But it's like, it's not even that many black people in Texas, actually. So, oh, true. you know, is this certain states? But it's just like, really? No one is saying that y'all should not open up businesses. We get it. It's been over a year, mm-hmm. okay? But to take down the restrictions and say no masks at all. So that means in every spot you go, whether it's grocery stores, whether it's churches, whether it's schools, whether it's hospitals, Okay. There's no mask. Everyone is just spreading germs free, free really. He said that doesn't negate personal responsibility. Yes, it does. Here, I made a tweet, and the more I think about it, the more it really resonates. I don't feel comfortable with down south. Because I cannot, I can't, like, seriously, think about it. These people literally revolted against the entire United States. They said they do not like how the United States is trying to run, and we let all of them stay. (laughs) <laughs> like they all just there these same people who literally revolted against the country the, like treason mm-hmm. it's a good 10 states that are treasonous states from the jump and texas and mississippi are one of those states so it's just like this ideology that the federal government has so much autonomy versus national government it's something that I think we need to revisit in the Constitution. Versus state? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I think that, like, it, it gives them a little bit too much power, right? Because I think that we're in a global pandemic. For a single person who has their own personal politics and personal whatever to endanger all of those lives. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's good that, you know, the state has its own power where the federal doesn't, you know, cannot yeah, demand, can't impose, everything, impose right? everything, which is like, yeah, come on now, you know. However, with this being a global, you know, a global health issue, this this is not like a state to health, a state to state issue. It's a global health issue. Right. So it's a national issue. So it should be. And that that is where we say America fucked up. But when coronavirus happened Period. until today, you know, down to how 
it was treated and handled even down to the COVID relief funds that we're supposed to get. Period. You know, so it's like they should have really enforced. Come on out. We heard about New Zealand. They're back to, you know, being a regular country. We yep. heard about this other country. China, but, Tokyo. You know what I mean? yep. But we are still here where people are still dying from Corona at high rates. So not to say businesses can um, operate 100% capacity. And of course, you got, you, people are already saying, well, if the governor says, governor says, I ain't got to wear the mask, I ain't got to wear it. And then you, at the same time, you want to say, um, that doesn't negate your own personal Respons- responsibility. No, they listening to you. Like, uh, you, are, you are a leader for a reason, right? America really... Um, we, and is it for money? It, it, yeah, it's for money. Right? It's like, as a country, we are a country that is built on individualism. Yeah. Instead Capitalism, of... Capitalism, yep. Exactly. And, and instead of socialism. And people try to act like socialism is this bad thing, but maybe if we had a little bit more socialist ideology, we would understand how the actions or the summation of what we all do is distributed into everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, all these people that didn't give a fuck in the middle of quarantine that were doing all their stuff, that were throwing parties, that were doing all of this stuff. It's like all these things that you guys did have now added to us still being in this mess now. Whereas other countries have this collective ideology because these other countries are built on culture. Like, we, we got... America's history has written itself already. Yeah. Like, we are a country that, is, that isn't built on shit, but, like, stealing... And and business like yeah. stealing America was a business. America has no culture. Stealing and killing the people, yeah, yeah. America's not. A, it doesn't have a culture to root into. Yeah, the only culture that is consistent in America is is white supremacy. Yep. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. That is the consistent culture of America that we've seen from the beginning to this very moment. So it's like, and and what we know about white supremacy is they always gonna do what they want to do for themselves. Always, so always. This like, don't surprise me. Really, I'm sure this is for the governors and his rich friends, and they're like, you know what, our businesses they going Dang down, yeah. and we we needed to go back up. We need 100 percent capacity. You know, we need all our workers on deck. Summer coming up, we're not gonna have another summer where we missing out on okay, money. Okay, on our millions and our billions of dollars like i want to buy me another ranch you know um but people please stay safe out there please please, please, please. get vaccinated if y'all really hell-bent on being outside get vaccinated get, and it's like at least wait till the vaccines are like available for everyone right yeah. where this is like okay you could just go and you could schedule an appointment and boom everybody get, vaccinated, can get the vaccine yeah. you know but it's like it's never to that level yet and then you guys already like schools are not even like nationally open yet Exactly. Can you imagine? Like, they're not even actually open yet. Like, they this, really like, think. and it's just, as you said, it, it, it really is just for business. That's, it's all just capitalism. That's what it is. It's, yeah. <sighs> okay. Who cared for the culture? You guys, um, this week, our care for the culture goes to none other than the hot girl, Megan the Stallion, and U.S. rep Sheila Jackson Lee. Okay, so as we all know, a couple of weeks ago, um, Texas really went through it. They had their own winter storms, and because Texas is not a state that is equipped for that, they had numerous amounts of devastation from people dying to people's homes being destroyed. Um, And, you know, the Houston hot girl herself could not sit down and let her state go through that. So Megan Thee Stallion's partnered with U.S. Rep Sheila Jackson Lee and others to restore... Um, Houston, they put up a statement saying, like many of you, I have been devastated by the tragedies that Houston has been struck with. 
Today, I'm so proud to say I will be working alongside NACC Disaster Services and U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee to help rebuild my hometown of Houston. Awesome. Yeah, she said she's enlisting the help of friends, partners, colleagues to put together a supergroup coalition to raise funds that we rebuild and repair homes at no cost to senior citizens and single mothers. Wow. If any hotties would love to join the rebuild, head to MeganTheStallion.com for resources, new merch, art items, and all of those proceeds will go to helping out. So, you know, shout out to Meg. Shout out to Meg. That was beautiful. Wow, yeah. I, that that's a big that is a big involvement. Like it really is. Um, one more time, Meg the Stallion. That's good. I like to see people represented representing their city. Yeah, you know, and just making a change in their own community in their own way. Because um, Texas definitely went through it. So that's that's really good. That's really good. All right. Yeah, you guys know the topic of the day today. It's slightly different. Mm-hmm. We're coming back with our interview vibes. A friend of the show. Listen, this is our first one of the year. First one of Just the year. Since COVID. Low key, we have not had a guest since COVID. Listen, so this, it was only honor, right. Okay? It's only okay. right. It's the one and only. <laughs> Man, I'm going to introduce him with, you know, we got we to play a little bit of the music. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce him. For real, but I can't, like, a regular nigga see the future, nigga. I feel the future. <laughs> oh, I got that feeling. I got that. I got that. I got that feeling. I got that. I got that. In my gut, I trust. I don't need no luck. In the cut, rolling up. I smell like a skunk. Step to us, what's up? We don't get no fuck. Run it up, run it up. About to fuck the club up. I was stuck, I was stuck. Needed help getting up. You ain't tough, call your bluff. You ain't getting out the mud. Face up, face up. Acting like we blood. Where were you when I was on the crutch? Like, if y'all was wondering what fire that was, that was called That Feeling by the one and only Slow. Okay. Welcome back, welcome yes. back, welcome yes. back. Yes, it's such an honor welcome to be back. with two queens right now. Oh, thank y'all you. Know you were like one of our first interviews that yes, we actually it was had our on. our very first like real interview. Right. Not like guest, but like. No, like real interview. interview. Like our yeah. artists. Yes. Uh, you know, you music like the artists. only thing on our YouTube channel. See? <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm glad I could be the first. Red carpet. Because you already know you back with another project. Yep. Yes. You back with another one. Yep. And it's our honor to be able to debut it, to talk about it, to bring you all the vibes. Yeah. So let's get into it. And let's hold up. It's, it's this. Just dropped. It just dropped today. It yeah. just dropped. It just dropped. Okay, like, so it just all came streaming out. platforms everywhere. We giving it to you, a hot, there's, fresh. There's no, ready. there's no way you can't find. Come it. on, Listen. we give you releases. Okay, okay. They were ready for that. They were ready for that. Yes, number one. Awesome, awesome. So let's start this. Let's start this. So we have Sonically Living Universe by Sluzy. Yep. Talk to us about it. First of all, you tell us what that means to you. Where did that come from? Um, 
Well, Sonically Living Universe, it was the acronym for SLU. And um, how it came up was I actually had uh, the acronym SLU for a long time and just didn't have, like, anything to, like, follow it up with. Mm -hmm. Like, I always knew that I wanted to do it, but never had the acronym of what it would stand for. So mm -hmm. about maybe... Right before I came to you guys for the first interview, right right, right before the EP had dropped, uh, I was on a, a FaceTime with my homie, and we were just talking about the album and the EP and what's going to happen after that. And uh, he just kept playing me back, like, old songs we used to do back mm -hmm. in, like, 2012, 2013. And I'm just, like, I'm listening to, like, the words, because that's, that's all I do. If I'm listening to myself, then I'm just going to listen to the content. What, right. what was I talking okay. about in 15, 16? But right. um, I was, like... Damn, bro, like, we was really, like, talking about our lives. And, like, we was really living what we were saying on the mic. And I was like. Right. It came to me just like just like that sonically living universe. I was like, fuck. I like that. It's I deep, like too. that. That's a story. Like, it's so, basically saying that you're living, you're alive in the music. Exactly. It's living. Like it's, authentically. It's literally living through sound, literally. Yes. I like that. I fuck with that for real. So let's talk about the conception of the album. Mm -hmm. So. We do know that you have started Evergreen Studios. So I'm I'm, yep. I'm going to assume that is where this greatness was made. This was actually it was it was mixed and mastered at Evergreen Studios, but it was made in in, in the backyard of my parents' crib. Really? Yeah. You know, those are the origin <laughs> it, stories it, it, we love. It, def to hear. it definitely, yeah. Where we had our first podcast interview, that's where the album was recorded at. Ah, yeah, recorded so right cool. in there. Yep. Okay, okay. But what, so what is Evergreen Studios, though? So it was uh, mixed and mastered there. Yeah, uh, so Evergreen Studios is a, a photography and recording uh, studio. So you can get your photo shoots on. You can get your recording songs on. Um, and this is by you? Yeah, this is uh, me and my, and my homie Zach. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, got, I said his government name. He's going to hate me for that. <laughs> um, but it, me and him, I came up with it. Uh, we have been really plotting on the idea since I'm, I, I got to keep going back to the EP because around that same time mm -hmm. is when we really started like brewing it and started. Mm -hmm. It was that was the beginning stages of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had just been plotting on it for a long time. And of course, COVID hit us and that set us back because um, when I, I got to keep going back to the first interview. <laughs> so when we, I, I told y'all like the album was coming after the EP. That's right. that's what this was. Right. And so I was supposed to drop this last year. So oh, it was okay. just so it was so a lot of things that just got pushed back uh, with COVID, and so even even the uh, us opening up the studio. So we just had to learn that everything just took patience and time. But Evergreen is basically never ending. You know mm, what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's it's forever growth. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so that's that's really what we're all about. Shout out the studio out so the people know where the man. Where shout the out to the Evergreen Studios, okay. man. Um. E V R G R N Studios. <laughs> we're right on 35th in Ashland. Uh, come rock with us, man. We come with good vibes. All that. All that. So you just brought up um, COVID, and you know, mm. um, 2020 was a tough year, yeah. and COVID is still going on right now. Correct. So how did, you know, COVID and being in quarantine, and you just mm. said you pushed this project back because you were supposed to drop last year. Right. How did it affect your, um, or what impact did it have on your creative process? It it honestly helped me sit down and be patient with this album. Okay. Um, it, it, man, patience. Patience. Um. I really sat for it, it really COVID allowed me to just sit back and just evaluate everything, mm -hmm. even outside the music. 
And when when I eventually I go back to try to writing a concept of the album and figure out what I want to say, how I want to say it, what I want the sounds to sound like, it took time. And I, for the first time in a long time, I had the time. (laughs) I had the time to do it. I had the time to figure things out. So especially through uh, uh, March through May was really the, those first three months was, was the times where I was just hitting hard, where I'm mm-hmm. just nonstop creating, making beat at the beat at the beat, and just trying to find the right sound that I was going for. Um, so COVID just helped me be patient. It helped me really not rush things because that was I think that's that was really been the the downside of my upcoming career was me rushing to do things where if I just. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just evaluate. You know what I'm saying? Just And just stay the course. Like, I can create something as great as this. So it worked in your favor. Of course. That's good. That's good. It really did. It really did. It really did. Because I know, especially with you saying how you were quarantined, Mm -hmm. um, location plays a lot for a lot of artists, right? Like, you hear artists say stuff like, oh, I'm about to lock in. I'm going to Miami. I'm about to do this. So with you being quarantined in Chicago Uh versus you... Um, doing the 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 flowers that bloom in Cali, mm-hmm. do you feel like it was a a huge difference in like the location and how that? Of course, of course, because it really brought me back to my old days. You know, what right. I'm saying just being back in my mom's career writing rhymes like I was 13 again. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that was really the motivation behind it. Like I kept saying to myself, like, man, if 2010 me could see me now, mm. he would lose his brain. He would lose his mind. Anybody who knows me back then would agree. But, but yeah. Okay. So, um, what would you say? Do you see the evolution, like the growth from mm-hmm. your last project to mm-hmm. now? What would you say is the main difference? Where is the growth? Where does it come from? I think the main growth, other than production, is is the lyrics out mm. of everything. Um, not, not that the EP wasn't subpar, but like... I knew that I could do better. Like, Fresh Prince was a cool hit, but it's like, I knew that I could push the pen harder. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I knew what I knew that I could do better. Um, and so, like, like, COVID really just helped me, like, be like, okay, I'm making this, I'm making this song. This is what I want to talk about. This is the areas that I want to reach on for this specific song. Okay, I want it to sound like this. All right, let's do it. Let's do it this way. So, and I and like I was I I produced it by myself, but I had I had my man Tup and I had my more because I was in Cali making the EP. Right. And so now that I'm now that I was here, even though it was quarantine, I was still you know able to get feedback because once you're just around certain creatives, they yeah. kind of, they they help you push. Right. You know what I'm saying? They they push you, especially those two who've known me forever and have seen uh, my growth in their own eyes mm-hmm. they they know what buttons to push to make me yeah go harder as an artist how would you describe your sound well you know if like oh yeah. what what do you sound like what is your sound like your type of music how would you describe it and with you growing and evolving with I new think, projects i think for me right now i think i'm a breath of fresh air okay i, I like think that. i think i just bring something different to the game mm. um i think my honesty and vulnerability now more than ever has been at its best. Mm-hmm. And I think that would, that makes me different from everybody else. Mm. Um, 
because I don't have to, I don't have to talk about the things that people talk about. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The, the, the main things that people talk about, it's just the things that we get turned up to. I don't, I don't have to do that. That's not my job. We got people, we got plenty of other artists who can fulfill that duty. My duty is to motivate. My duty is to heal. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my job with this rap game. I wanted to ask with some of these features, mm-hmm. um, I see a lot of different features. One mm-hmm. that stood out, I think it's Shantina, shout out to Tina. Shout out to Tina. Um, mm-hmm. Was Lil B. Yep. How'd that come around? Yep. So, um, I actually had DM'd him uh, February of last year, just just out of curiosity, uh, seeing what would happen. And he just DM'd me, he just... Messaged me back with his email, said, whenever you're ready, just hit me up. That's crazy. It was that simple. That wow. Kids already, these days don't even know. Like, for, for kids these days, yo. they may not know. We talking about Lil B the bass Lil guy. B like, the like, bass. like, this oh, is God. like, this is like history this, for us. This, you this feel is. me? Like, this was like, that. like, when I was telling y'all how, like, how proud and how excited my 13-year-old self would be, this was I the bet. reason Mind why. Mind blown. Yeah, Mind like, blown. <laughs> like, like, this was definitely the reason why, like, um... But so uh, I emailed him. Or I um, DM'd him in February. I didn't have any songs yet, well, songs that I thought that he would be on. Like I didn't have any of that yet, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. I didn't make the beat to Earth Cry until that May, and so even with that, after the first version of Earth Cry is just me rapping the whole way through. Mm-hmm. So I had sat on that for a while, and then I already knew that I wanted a singer on it. And I already knew that I wanted Shantina on it. So that was, that was, you know, that was a match made in heaven. But I was, like, listening to it, and I'm just like, you know who be? I said, you know who be raw as hell on this song? My brother was like, who? I said, Lil B. He was like, he would, but how? Yeah. Little did he know I had the email in my pocket for the past five That's months. <laughs> so um, I have... I had I had Tina come in. She did her part. She, Tina did something that I didn't even think she was gonna do, and so by her doing that, she cut. Thank God, she cut the first half of my verse in the beginning, mm-hmm. and so it was just easy for me to flow in, and then for me to just kind of pour out a little bit more in the second verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sent I sent it to Lil B. He automatically sent it back and was just like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I love it. And so um, he came through. He's He sent back his vocals in like less than an hour. That's wow. So that, I, I think that was the best part of it. Like that was like a stamp. Like that yeah, was like confirmation. Memory. It was mm-hmm. confirmation that this song is like it. Like this is obviously doing something. It's obviously doing something. It makes people feel. Definitely, definitely. Well, for me, um, my favorite um, track is That Feeling, and we just played it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite um, song track on your EP? My favorite song is Rockstar Lifestyle. That's my I like favorite that, song. too. I like that, too. That's my favorite song on the album. I like that. I like that. Oh, it's on me. Well, you know what? Um, let me ask you this. So how do you think, this creative process. Um, I know you kind of talked about you being home, and now you're you're growing, mm-hmm. growing. Um, right. And you know, in the first episode, we definitely talked about how I've known you since you were like right. young, young. Right. right. Um, how do you think now, like your adulthood, has impacted your music? I think 
the fact that I had to go through shit, <laughs> it helped with everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucked going through it, but I mean, writing it out helped and it helped me grow. I mean, back then I didn't have much experience to write about. I mean, back then, if you knew me, I was just writing love songs for real because mm-hmm. that's what I was going through as a 13-year-old. So not as as I'm older and going through things outside of love, just going through real right. adult shit, you know, amongst other things, it just helped me, that, that helped me write. The experience just helped me write, just going through the growing pains, you know, uh, Scissor dropped twenty something. She wasn't lying. Like that's <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's just real shit. Like just just me just going through the motions and even me going uh, to Alabama for college, then coming back to downtown Chicago and then moving to LA and coming back. Like each each place that I've went to, I've gained experiences that I could never ever take back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Rockstar being your favorite and mm-hmm. I listen I like it too because you said um you don't want the fame. Right. You know, in nowadays, you know, with new right. artists, it's all about the clout, the flame and right. the fame and you right. know, Instagram and just being popping. Right. So if you don't want the fame, tell us what do you want your audience to know about you? What is it that you want? What is it as an artist? What is it that you want your people, your your um as an artist, what do you want the audience to know about you? The like listeners? I said, I don't want the fame. I want to keep growing. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I want to do. If the fame comes with it, great, fantastic. But every interview that I've ever seen, if you ask a famous person, they would tell you that they would take the bread and not mm-hmm. be famous. Right. So as a kid, that's all I wanted was the fame. I want the fame and the bread because mm-hmm. that's just, you know, as yeah. a kid, that's just kind of what you want. Like, you just want everybody to be to popularized name. all over you. You know what I'm saying? But now that I got older and realized, like, and how... I mean, obviously, I don't know any celebrities one-on-one, but just looking from the outside in, sometimes they look fucking miserable. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as much as I want the fame and as much as I want the notoriety at the same time, like, how would that affect my conscience? I don't know how it would. I mean, if God decides to test me with that, then great. Then I'll mm-hmm. deal with the heads on then. But until then, I'm going to just keep growing. Like that, keep growing. It's all about growth. Twenty twenty one. It is. It is about that growth. And as you grow, what are some dream features you want? Like next project, you already got a little beat. It's up from there. (laughs) Who who else are you trying to get on these projects? Wow, there's so many people I want to work with. Oh my god. Of course, I mean my dream would just. My dream is for is for Kanye to just. Hit I knew he was gonna say Kanye. I just of knew Kanye it. Him I just need. Right, I said just, last time. I knew it. Too. He's even available now. Ah, he's within being the worst right, now. All right. You know what? I actually, I actually predicted that about four years ago to my homegirl, and oh, she was like, divorced? "Nah, I cannot see it happen." And I was like, oh, "Just give us some time." But anyway, um, but man, Kanye is just just he's done so much for me as an artist. He doesn't even know me. Mm. Um, but also, like I told y'all last time, if Quincy Jones calls my phone, it's over with. That's 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 all I want. That's <laughs> that's all I want. But I definitely, man, it would be a dream to have Kanye to work mm-hmm. to work with Kanye. That would be my dream. I bet, I bet. Well, that's a great dream. Any update on any of your other creative enterprises? You know, last time I kind of pressed you on. Yeah. Are you acting again? Are you doing clothing <laughs> again? Are you are you like? You know, you, you've been locked in yeah. and you've given us music. Mm-hmm. You've given us slew. But yeah. where is 
you know, the thespian. Right. <laughs> and yeah. where is the fashion icon? We need right. all of it. So uh, right now I'm getting the clothes back together uh, for the studio brand and for the music. Um, I'm going into my photography bag. That's what I've been doing lately. Oh. Um, so yeah, I've been on my photography bag right now. Mm-hmm. Um, acting, you know what? I've look, I love it. I love it, but I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't been be like that. <sighs> when you've been in that game for so long, <laughs> been like that. <laughs> And not that I reached the highs of highs, mm-hmm. but just for the things that I've seen and been through, it's just like music I, is your number one. Music is always gonna be my number mm-hmm. one, but I do need to start showing my face more. So yeah, <laughs> yes. so that I'll agree. So I'm gonna start doing, you know, which is so uh, funny because you're the prom king. You know, Y'all, this really, is Mr. this Mr. Popular right here. Wow, do not let this humble persona. This I was man say, went like three different so proms humble, and quiet. was damn near prom king at all of them. Um, like wow. he was very famous. Look, Do not let him play. And I you. was, and this is my like you know low key time. Like, <laughs> See, he said like, he's growing. He doesn't want the fame no more. Okay, you know what? He's growing. I, I sometimes I do miss that. Mm-hmm. That energy of just, but that was that was high school, so people had to see me every day, right? You know what I'm saying. And once I got to college, that same notoriety was not there anymore, and it was right. hard. And it was hard for me to adjust. Mm. All, all I kept thinking was that J Cole line, "Damn, homie, in high school you was the man, homie. The fuck yeah. happened to you?" I keep hearing that line in the back of my head almost every day because I can't go out like that. Because mm-hmm. right, I was right. one of them popular kids in high school, and I can't go out that saying like do that. Be rough. I do think about that. Especially as like a creative and, and the way that right. we were creative too in high right. school, I feel like we were thrust into like always being in our creative right. bag. And now as an adult, we're not in that same space where we're like forced to compete right. every Saturday exactly. or like exactly. practice for the show all day. So like how do you keep that momentum as a creative? You know what? I I love seeing new artists, even this old artists. I like bringing up old artists like I like today. Like I just went back to the graduation album. I haven't heard that in like mm. a year, and so I just like that. That just motivate motivated me today to listen to the glory earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just anything can motivate me. Like my like my homie, his twins just turned three today. That's a blessing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like that motivates me. Like you know what I'm saying? It 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 really could be the small things like. Um, the game like my video the other day so that was nice like that was a nah. little motivation you know what I'm saying oh I'm doing little name drops you know what I'm saying show support you know what I'm saying like we had me and Tup had did a remake to Mario and then Mario hit us up so then you know that be like little you know what I'm saying there's little things that be Humble happening flex. so you know oh, I'm, I'm flexing right now I get it. you know what I'm saying like so anything can motivate me you know so it doesn't it's it's nothing specific like on the way on the way here we were just looking at how this beautiful the sky was and i'm right. like damn like that's mm-hmm. i'll be like damn like my music is matching the mood right now it's matching the what i'm looking at outside right now so that that's cool like when a couple a couple months ago when i was showing my homie the album i told him like when you hear earth cry it sounds like the snow is melting and it's about to be spring again mm-hmm. and so literally literally two weeks ago i'm looking at the weather and it's like 45 52 50. Mm-hmm. i'm like 
gee, what? So, like, things like that, you know what I'm saying? Just how everything aligns, stuff like that. I know the spring is your solstice. Because I you think your that. last couple of drops have been in so this spring, vibe. spring, summer, this awakening right. feel. Do you think that that is intentional? Um, yes and no. Because um, sometimes I feel like I'd be trapped in the dark, you know? I feel like some of the songs I made just be a little dark. Not dark lyrically, but just, no pun intended, but sonically. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just sometimes we feel a little dark. So, I don't be one. I be wanting to show people that I'm happy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's like, like, like Fresh Prince. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was just, I was just, that was a record that I was just happy to make. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, or even like. Shuttle Challenger, like that, like that song was just a great song to make. Like that was just a, a, a uplifting song. Even Earth right. Cry, like, I mean, like Earth Cry made me cry. Like, right. I played it for a couple of people and they've cried in front of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's Earth Cry is my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I like I said before, like I wanted this album to heal. You know what I'm saying? I wanted whatever people, whatever rough patches anybody was going through, I wanted them to get in the car, play this, and hopefully it can get you past it i think i could definitely say you know even listening to it you were very intentional with your words Mm -hmm. you know um because just certain things you said even with the earth cry and stuff um i was just like okay it is like i hear the message so so for you what what would you say the overall message is for this project well quincy jones said two things you only well he said you only knew two things music and water Mm -hmm. and so like i said sonically living universe is living through music and i think everybody lives through music Mm -hmm. uh everybody connects most of the time through music Mm -hmm. um whatever genre it is we all connect through music and that's really the most important thing because for me i don't know where i would be without it yeah. You know, there's there's not one day where if I'm not listening to, you know, general music, if I'm not doing something for myself, if I'm not making a beat, if I'm not helping somebody else record, like, I don't feel like I'm doing my purpose, mm. you know? And like I said, music connects ev- through everybody. Like we, like, we were just talking about in the car, like, how you're just having, like, a regular conversation, and then, like, whatever you say with like a line from a song you just start singing the mm, singing the yeah. line you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's how powerful music is you know that's how strong music is and i just hope to do the same thing and have the same impact yeah music is a universal language Definitely. like even people from different cultures you exactly. know even right. if we they don't understand each other but we hear the music exactly it does give off that universal exactly. thing exactly my last thing uh to close out on the fun note you dropped on a powerful day all the big names dropped yep. today yeah um so let's hear from your opinion if you think it's gonna be hot or not okay all right scary hours too drake um i heard the song with, with ross i thought that was fire fire the whole thing is fire okay. y'all know i'm like okay. Drake's wife. okay i ain't hear the whole thing i just heard that one okay i'm drake's wife okay. i have to promote it i got you g herbo dropped today he dropped a little a little song what's the name of the song uh, I think he dropped two songs. I seen a uh, little snippets on IG. You know, Herbo hard man. That's my guy. I don't know him, but I opened, I opened up for G Herbo. Uh, oh really? Yeah, that was like 2016, back when I had dreads. Not back when I had dreads. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Don't no, that was that year. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack did a joint yo, project. Yo, I heard the 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 song they did. 
Yo, it really sounds like some old school shit, and that's cool. For real. Like, I like that. I like, I like, I do be feeling like that's missing sometimes. Just that old school feeling. The swing, and the like, funk. Like, everybody yeah. be like, you know, bring 90s R&B back. I mean, that's cool. And people, you know, flip the samples and tie the, you know, that's mm-hmm. cool. But, like, just that type of soul that they made in that specific song, it really brought me back to when I was a kid and moms used to just bump. Anita and shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that I like that vibe. I like, I, I like the what the head is. Musicality of music, exactly. Like exactly. I, I will say that I noticed you use a lot more instruments I, on this one. I like you know, did. you kind of stepped did. away from the producing right. the right. 808s, right. and you you definitely went back to instruments. I had to, I had to, like from from the guitar solo at the end of Rockstar mm-hmm. Lifestyle to my cousin on the acoustics and Shuttle Challenger to the violins in eight hours yes. and the pianos and Earth Cry. Like, I, man, I, if, if it, This is going to go crazy in a live concert. I said, gee, yeah. I said, gee, if I don't do one thing, I'm going to have more than one instrument. I told Tub, I said, gee, we got to have this, we got to have this, we got to have this. And he just like, all right, bro, all right, bro, all right, bro. So yeah, I made sure that I had it. All the instruments I possibly could, all the synths I could find, all the orchestras I could find, and everything. I feel like you're really good with for like Tiny Desk because you know yes. you watching that a lot. You gotta do like it. for Tiny Desk. I think yes. was you know she was <laughs> this new you project. Do it, yes, like, it was definitely <laughs> right, 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 right. yeah. Like for us to hear every single thing too, I like it. Lastly, so if y'all, my bad. So if y'all know a live band, okay, come to me, right, you know right. For sure. Now, now we, we okay. put this energy in the air. <laughs> I might know one or two people that play clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Not the clarinet. You know they said the clarinet, the gateway instrument. I mean, hey, you play the clarinet. Hit up Lizzo, okay? You jump to All right. the, that was All her right. gateway. <laughs> <laughs> but lastly, you know, plug your socials and plug your streaming. Plug everything. Let everybody know. Let the audience know how they can keep up with you. Of course, of course. Um, Twitter is Sluzy Baby. Instagram is Sluzy. Uh, shit, Clubhouse. Uh, I forgot. I think it's like Sleuther Junior King or something like that. <laughs> I tried to make a. Never mind. Anyway, uh, but most of my stuff is Sluzy. All I gotta do is type in S L U Z Z I E and you'll find everything imaginable. Everything that has anything to do with me. Um, yeah, I got. Um, I made visualizers for every song on the album. So just go on YouTube and you'll get a different motion picture on each song. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. So each song is a vibe. Um, yo, I, I hate to say this, but this is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Awesome. And that's how you should feel. After every project you drop, you should feel like you topped yourself and it is the oh, greatest. This is definitely, definitely. this is definitely my best work to date. I would definitely say... If, if anybody... <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Like, come on. If you if you heard any of my music, you know that one, this doesn't sound anything like anything else. And Mm -hmm. two, this is my best word to date. Definitely. That's good. That's facts. Well, thank you so much for being here with I us. Love y'all. We really thank appreciate you. you. Us. We love Always. you. Come back any and every yes. time. Of course. And you guys know before we close our show, we like to end it with a quote. So I'll give you the honor to give us a quote, a lyric, whatever. You know, wow. what is it that you want the audience to know? A little message, a little tea, a bar. Okay. Close like, out this episode for us. Like Lil B said, you are an amazing, beautiful person. Never give up. Amen. That's what I want the people to know. And Closing is, out the show. Cross cultured. Never be afraid to smile. Never be afraid to cry. Turn that frown upside down and smile. I'ma keep saying that. Smile cause you're an amazing person. 
Smile, cause the pain and the curses. It's your boy Lil B. Down for the night, how quick can we get to Mars? I have to fight to get here, you can see the scars It's gonna be a while till I find the morning star No church on the moon, I'm just trying to reach the God I'm just trying to beat the odds, they just keep on stacking up We done been through way too much, so we no fear in us I was thinking about giving up, but the kids look up to us Tell me what's wrong with the world, I can see it tearing up Tell me, have you? Have you seen the earth cry? Damn about it if they don't know him. Rest in peace to Uncle Fred. I met he died of Corona. I got your sister tatted on me. Tell her I said, Hey, for me, I can feel the rain on me. It's been hell and it's been snowing. I just hit the highway. I ain't even know where I was going. I just knew that it was better than whatever I was doing. Grew up a squirrel like Luda. I was trying to maneuver. Pack smelling like manure. My greatness all pure. Real eyes, real lies, real lies. Just think about it. Staring at the sky, eye to eye. Just thinking about you. Had to rearrange the circle. Gotta watch the ones who surround you. It was hard to find. My purpose, but I'm so glad that I found you. Pull up to the secret spot in Calabasas is where I smoke at. Purple heart like Kareem, you know I cop the throwback. I know you heard about me, he sold this, he sold that. They gon' wish that they was with me when they see me on the map, yeah. Have you seen the earth cry? Sometimes when we shed a tear, that's when the smile comes out, just like the sun.